0: mix it up, use whipped cream, sugar, muck fruit, whatever, and folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi Coffee delivered to you today.
1: You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. So Bruce
0: Arians will no longer be the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bruce Arians has retired from coaching. He's going to be moving up to the front office in some kind of a consultant role, but essentially he's retired. He will no longer be involved in the day-to-day operations of the team. Todd Bowles will now be the head coach. Now, the last few weeks with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been very, very interesting. Tom Brady retires after the loss to the Rams in the divisional game. And then he comes back about 40 days later. And now Bruce Arians, the head coach, steps down and retires from coaching. Oh, boy, this pretty much confirms a lot of the rumors that we were actually thinking. Tom Brady did not want to play for Bruce Arians. And we believe, folks, Rose believes also that um, Tom Brady wanted to go elsewhere Possibly to Miami, possibly to uh, San Francisco 49ers. And that all seems to be really, really true with the with the news we got now. Check this out, guys. Over here from Mike Florio report. Tom Brady knew Bruce Arians was stepping down the day Brady returned, or the Nets. So, folks, this pretty much confirms everything. If this report is true, that Tom Brady only came back when he found out that Bruce Arians was stepping down as head coach. This confirms everything that he did not want to be on the team if Bruce Arians was there. Let's check this out, guys. It says here, Rick Shroud of the Tampa Bay Times reports that quarterback Tom Brady was informed Bruce Arians planned to step down and Todd Bowles would succeed him as head coach either the same day Or a day after the QB announced he was ending his retirement. So Brady learned Arians was leaving the same day uh, Brady unretired or Brady found out about it the next day. Either way, the prospect of a coaching change gave Brady no pause about playing for the Buccaneers and all that all that that implies. Folks, this confirms everything. This confirms everything. Why is it? that Tom Brady would actually come back when he finds out that Bruce Arians is out the door. I believe that there is real friction between Tom Brady and um Bruce Arians. Folks, you remember that report that came out where um the report was that uh, Tom Brady had a lot of uh, disagreement with, disagreeing with Bruce Arians because him and uh, Brian left, who should actually work on the game plan. And, Bruce Arians will come in and tear it all up. Remember that report? Well, it was actually a former um, teammate of Tom Brady, Rich Orenberger. He is now uh, taking a victory lap after Bruce Arians stepped down. He is the one that actually broke that report that there was friction between Brady and Bruce Arians. Wow. Maybe he really was right about this. Maybe he was. Maybe he was. Says here, Rich Orenberger, a former NFL player turned sports host, alleged back in February how the relationship between Arians and Tom Brady was souring. And if that factored into the quarterback's decision to retire after 22 seasons. At the time, Orenberger claimed that Brady and offensive coordinator Brian Lefwich felt undermined when Arians, who was reportedly rehabbing his Achilles in the early mornings, would later come in and take the red pen uh, to work they'd done on uh, game planning. Now, Aaron's came out and said that that was false; that he did not do that, and also he didn't rehab his um Achilles early in the morning. He looks like he was right on the money with this, guys, because Tom Brady comes back, and now Bruce Aaron's out the door, and then he's having a little fun with this here. He had to put up a gif on um Twitter here. <laughs> that's that that's pretty funny right there. That's pretty funny. But man, what do you guys think of this? Tom Brady knew that Bruce Arians was going to retire. And then he decided, you know what? I got that itch now because ever since the Antonio Brown incident, Tom Brady didn't seem like he was enjoying being on the butts very much. And then of course he played uh well down the stretch of uh, the Rams game, huge comeback, but they didn't get it done. And then he didn't sound like the man that was, that was saying he wanted to play to 45. He sounded like a man that was conflicted and probably done. And then he finds out that Bruce Arians is leaving. Then he has that itch. And then he posted uh made that uh post on Instagram and decided to come back. Wow, this is pretty eye-opening, guys. This is really, really eye-opening. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans.
1: The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
0: All right, guys, we're going to be talking about Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones has a lawsuit being filed against him. He allegedly is the father of a young lady who is now suing him. Allegedly, everything has been put under wraps for roughly the last uh, 25 years. Jerry Jones allegedly had a relationship with this young lady's mother and the young lady's mother was actually married at the time. And it has been determined that um, her husband is not the father. And Jerry Jones was roughly in his picture around that time. And so now Jerry Jones has a lawsuit on his hands, even though Jerry Jones has denied he is the father. But allegedly none of this was supposed to get out in public because Jerry Jones was providing financial support to this young lady. But guys, it looks like Jerry Jones may actually be the father. I'm just going to call it what it is. If it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. Check this out. Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones' gaze gave millions to woman who filed paternity lawsuit, lawyer says. His own lawyer at that. Jerry Jones' own lawyer admitted that Jerry Jones paid millions of dollars. I'm thinking Jerry Jones is the father. Jerry Jones has paid nearly $3 million to a woman who says she is his biological daughter, including her full tuition at SMU and a $70,000 Range Rover on her 16th birthday. And to a mother, according to the little rock, little rock, Arkansas lawyer who delivered the payments on behalf of, of the Dallas Cowboys owner. Wow. Lawyer Don Jack told ESPN on Thursday that he made regular payments on Jones, on Jones's behalf to Alexander Davis, the 25 year old congressional aide who filed a paternity lawsuit against Jones on March 3rd and her mother, Cynthia Spencer Davis, whom Jones met in 1995 when she was a ticket counter agent for American airlines in Arkansas. Quote, on numerous occasions, I have made payments on behalf of Mr. Jones to Cynthia and Alex Davis, Jack said in a statement. A longtime friend of Jones, Jack said he struck an agreement on Jones's behalf with Spencer Davis in 1995, paying her $375,000 and providing, quote, for monthly payments for child support, which ultimately totaled over $2,000 million dollars," close quote. So that word child support is in there. I'm sorry. If this girl is not your child, why are you paying child support? Why? Not about not on the federal level. He's actually making direct payments to this young lady. I'm sorry guys, but I'm not a I'm not a billionaire like Jerry Jones. Um, Two, three million dollars. That's a lot of money to me. And if you're not my kid, I'm not going to be paying this kind of money. I mean, I wasn't born yesterday. But I'm not dumb. I'm not dumb at all. Jones has not acknowledged that Davis is his biological daughter. Asked why he used the term child support in a statement. Jack said, quote, I used the term child support because. That's what the agreement calls it. Asked if the child support payments indicate that Jones is Davis's father. Jack paused for five seconds before saying, quote, I'm not going to answer that one. My statement speaks for itself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. This is not good for Jerry Jones. I I think that it's about time Jerry Jones came clean. It's, it's clear as day at this point that Jerry Jones is pretty much acknowledging that Alexandra Davis is his daughter. But he wants to keep this thing under wraps, allegedly because there was supposed to be silence in this whole thing, but it got out there. And I believe the only reason from what from what I understand why all of this actually got out there is because when she got a job, she and she works in um in government or something like that. She had to actually had to um, provide who her father was, and she couldn't lie, so she said Jerry Jones, and that's how his name actually got out there. But folks, Jerry Jones's own lawyer has come out now and admitted to making these payments on behalf of Jerry Jones. Where's Maury Povich when you need him? Because he would say, Jerry, you are the father. Wow. Jerry just needs to go ahead and do a DNA test. Maybe he already has. Maybe he already knows this, but everything is on a hush hush. But now it's public man. Jerry, go ahead and take your, take care of your, your responsibilities. Go ahead and do it publicly, man, because all this stuff behind the scenes, not a good look, not a good look at all. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports. We'll
1: catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black
0: and white sports fans, we're going to be talking about the New York Yankees in this video, mainly their general manager, Brian Cashman. Now, the Yankees have not won a World Series title or even been to the World Series since the 2009 season. And to many Yankees fans out there, and understand this, that is a serious drought for the Yankees because in the 2000s, man, it seems like the Yankees were always in the uh, World Series pitcher, but since 2009, that has not been the case. And that's really not a long time for most teams, but this is the Yankees. They have the most titles in Major League Baseball history with 27. But now, guys, Brian Cashman has weighed in as to why the Yankees have not been to the World Series or won a title, and this man is an idiot because he's not blaming the Yankees. Oh, no, he's not doing that. This man is blaming the Houston Astros. As in the cheating scandal. Yeah, he went there, guys. This is idiotic and he's wrong about this. Yankees GM Brian Cashman blames Astros scandal for World Series drought. We actually did it the right way. Funny that he said that because did he really do it the right way? Oh, we're going to get to that 2019 team. Trust me. Trust me. I get offended when I start hearing we haven't been to the World Series since 2009, Cashman told The Athletic. This man is making excuses right here, and this is uh, pretty idiotic here. It says here, the New York Yankees haven't won a pennant or a World Series since 2009, making this the longest drop the franchise has faced since the 1980s. The Yankees lost in the 1981 World Series and then didn't reach the Fall Classic again until winning it in 1996. General Manager Brian Cashman believes that fact should come with, if not an asterisk, at least context that uh, delves deeper into the Yankees' 2017 loss in the American League Championship Series against the Houston Astros. Okay, guys, think of this. The Houston Astros in 2009 weren't even in the AL. They were in the NL at the time. And I believe that the Astros didn't join the... um, The AL until 2014. The Yankees had all the way from 2009 since then, 2010 to 2017. They still did not go to the World Series and Astros were not even good. They weren't even good. This man is making a bad excuse. He says this, and this is idiotic quote. The only thing that stopped us was something that was so illegal and horrific. Cashman told the athletics uh, Andy McCullough. So I get offended when I start hearing we haven't been to the World Series since 2009 because I'm like, well, I think we actually did it the right way. Pulled it down, brought it back up, drafted well, traded well, developed well, signed well. The only thing that derailed us was a cheating circumstance that threw us off. Now, it even says here Cashman, of course, is referring to the Astros sign stealing scandal. The Astros uh, infamously uh, cracked opposing team signs using a live feed of the game, then relayed the signs to the hitter by beating the trash can. We already know that, okay? Now, the thing is, and they even bring this up about the 2017 playoffs. The Yankees had a 3-2 lead in that 2017 ALCS. Then they lost consecutive games in Houston by a combined score of 11-1 to see their season end. So, if you want to say that The Astros scoring 11 runs was uh, part of the the trash can. Not buying it, but okay. The Yankees scored a grand total of one run in two games. One run in two games. And they lost to the Astros. Also, guys, 2019, they played the Astros again. And guess what? The Astros beat them again. This is a terrible excuse. And the Yankees to say that um, they weren't cheating. Now, we don't know exactly what was going on. But the, but the uh, Yankees were punished. Also, they were fined by major league baseball for using their dugout phone illegally. And there may be more to that, by the way, because the ju- a judge has actually um, said that the letter that Rob Manfred um, wrote to the Yankees concerning uh, cheating, it needs to be released. So we may find out more about the Yankees cheating in 2017. And for Brian Cashman to say that we did it the right way, Let's talk about that uh, 2019. team. Now, that 2019 team in the postseason, Alex Rodriguez went off. He was amazing, and there's no doubt about it. Alex, Alex Rodriguez is an all-time great player. But check this out. It says here, were the 2009 Yankees filthy cheaters. And right here, on this uh, tweet right here, from uh, fantasy pros updated list of PED users from the 2009 world champion Yankees. Who do we have here? A rod Robinson Cano, Andy Pettit, Melky Cabrera, and more. So significant contributors to the 2009 Yankees team busted. They were cheaters. Andy Pettit. He admitted that um, he was doing some stuff. A-Rod, he, he popped on a, a test. These are people from that 2009 Yankees team. But Brian Catchman says we did it the right way. Really? Folks, I've said it before. Baseball, there's always going to be some type of cheating. That's just the way it is. When you think of cheating in team sports, baseball is the number one sport. And as a team right now, thinking of a new way to beat the system. It just is what it is steroids, greenies, sign-stealing. Red Sox actually got busted in 2017 using Apple Watches to cheat. But the media doesn't seem to make that much of a big deal about it. And, of course, the Yankees also. We're going to find out so much more, I believe, about the Yankees coming up. But this is pretty idiotic here. The Astros defeated the Yankees because they were the better team. In two years, the Astros have dominated the AL. Because they have better players. That's just the way it is. Your team in 2017 scored one run in two games. You're not going to win any games like that, Brian Cashman. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. I think that Brian Cashman, I think it's safe to say this man suffers from Astros derangement syndrome, similar to Trump derangement syndrome. Same thing. It's always the Astros' fault. It's not the Yankees' fault at all. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time.
1: Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into. Black and white sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
0: Black and white sports fans, we're going to be talking about Michigan football here in this video and Colin Kaepernick. You may be thinking, what does Colin Kaepernick have to do with Michigan football? He went to Nevada. Well, good question. Who is the head coach of Michigan? That would be Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh actually coach Colin Kaepernick with the San Francisco 49ers. And Michigan football now has done something to outrage the fans. Uh, Rhodes actually told me about this this morning. Uh, Rhodes is under the weather today, so I told him I would actually do this video because when he told me this, I was like, man, I know you're going to make a video on this. Then he told me he was feeling sick, so he's going to the doctor. So I said, all right, I will do this video here. But Colin Kaepernick, guys, has been named honorary captain for Michigan spring football game. Rhodes is not happy about this whatsoever. He is pissed off about this, and he's not the only one, guys. He's not the only one. Colin Kaepernick, this man is an idiot. He's an idiot. He's a professional victim, and he is grifting to make a whole bunch of money off being a victim. But let's read this, guys. Colin Kaepernick, the former San Francisco 49ers quarterback, who in more recent years has been known for his social activism and his stance on racial injustice, will be back on the football field this weekend. Kaepernick is the honorary captain of Michigan's spring football game on Saturday at Michigan Stadium. The program announced Wednesday on Twitter. Three photos were included in the post, one of Kaepernick holding a number 7 Michigan jersey with his name, Another of him posing uh, with returning starting quarterback K McNamara and another of him speaking to the team. And Michigan put this out here. Michigan football tweeted this out. Football family, it's to share the field with our honorary captain for Saturday's Mays and Blues spring game at Kaepernick seven. Hashtag go blue. And you can see the pictures right there. Him with Harbaugh right there on the left. And him standing with uh, K. McNamara and him addressing the team. Michigan fans are not happy about this whatsoever. Oh, the comment section is lit up here on Twitter. Lit up. This one person says, I am a Michigan fan no more. we Will be taking my fanhood talents to Ferris State University where they actually know how to run a football program and have class Kaepernick doesn't have many fans here from Michigan. Next person says, guess I'm a state fan referring to uh, Michigan state. Let's read some more of these. Are you freaking kidding me? No, we're not. No, we are not. And you know, it's kind of funny guys that, uh, that, um, Harbaugh has a um, named Kaepernick an honorary captain at the game because it even mentions it um, here. It says during the 2016 NFL season, Kaepernick sparked a controversy and conversation across the country with his decision to kneel during the national anthem performed before games. In August, 2016 Harbaugh was asked his opinion of Kaepernick kneeling during the first three preseason games that season quote, I acknowledge his right to do that. Harbaugh said at the time, but I don't respect the motivation or the action. That was Harbaugh at the time coming down on his starting quarterback. Not long after making the comment, Harbaugh took to Twitter to offer clarification. Quote, I apologize for misspeaking my true sentiments. He wrote to clarify, I support Collins motivation. It's his method of action that I take exception to. And now. He has his man. As the honorary captain of the game, who is not even a Michigan alum, I'm pretty sure that he actually could have found some uh, Michigan players, former Michigan players, to actually um, represent the Blue and be the honorary captain. This other person says, Go Blue. As a serviceman, I don't like the kneeling during the anthem, but every day I spent serving. Uh, Was his right to do so? Why fight for freedom, freedom of speech only to squash in and actually? Well, Kaepernick is a is a Marxist and Marxists don't like freedom of speech. They like compliance. They want you to bend the knee. Well. Another person says they tried to make it seem like it was exciting having cap there. Zero percent chance he would ever have played on this team as a QB. Worth noting at you, uh, Michigan football has two QBs on their roster right now that are markedly better than Kaepernick ever was. <laughs> wow. Well, let's check out another one here. Let's find another good one here. Oh, this is a good one. I will be a diehard Wolverines fan until the day I die. However, today is a day I'm embarrassed to be a Michigan Wolverines fan. Michigan fans and spoken folks, they're not happy with this. And this is just a spring football game, which doesn't even really mean much. But this just tells you how people despise Colin Kaepernick. Now, everyday fans, they're not buying into the lies of Kaepernick. But we're starting to see the media, the leads, And, you know, celebrities out there, they want you to embrace Kaepernick. Kaepernick hates you. Kaepernick hates this country. Kaepernick disrespects this country. Now, I'm a um, military veteran myself. I respect the right to do that. But I find Yak extremely disrespectful, extremely disrespectful. There has been many people that have actually died for that flag of all races in many wars. And Kaepernick, you know, just stomps on them. These people, man, these far leftists out there like Kaepernick, these communists out there, they hate this country. They want to see the whole thing burned to the ground in Michigan. Names this guy an honorary captain. Unbelievable guys. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this black and white sports fans? Unreal. Kaepernick still out there grifting. And he has people out there still buying into his lies. Unbelievable. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next
1: time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on
2: sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rude Rance for our Black and White Sports. If you're new to the channel, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Pound the like button. And we are most definitely and have most definitely been chronicling the Deshaun Watson saga from the very beginning. And by very beginning, I'm talking about him saying... I want out of the Houston Texans organization. I want to play for a black coach. Total BS. Total bullshit. He just wanted out of Houston. Goes to the Browns. Kevin Stefanski's the coach. Not a peep out of this SOB. Not a peep out of him. Uh, Remember all that virtue signaling? And then, less than a month later, allegations surfaced. 22 lawsuits, civil lawsuits against him over potential shady practices involving getting massages. Well, some explosive video has dropped from the deposition. Okay, and my, look, my, my, my thing from the very beginning has been this. We're not talking about a running back, safety, cornerback. No other position needs to have the self-awareness and the judgment on and off the field than a franchise quarterback. And it's clear, this guy does not have franchise quarterback-like judgment skills off the field, okay? You're representing the team. You're the face of the team. Cleveland Browns fans, whether you like it or not, you've got a large section of your fan base that is mad as hell right now. Plain and simple. It's a thing. They're angry. And you got NFL owners that are pissed because this guy got so much guaranteed money. Let's get to this deposition video because, I mean, it's ridiculous. You're looking for quote-unquote massages but you sure seem to be awfully shady about getting it and you definitely didn't do your homework on who you were getting the massages from. Wow. Megan Turner Outkick video from Deshaun Watson's deposition is released. I will play it. A new report by Cleveland's Fox 8 News shows parts of Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson's depositions in Texas regarding 22 lawsuits filed from women accusing him of misconduct. I'm cleaning this up for YouTube. Fox 8 News reports the videos include clips from two depositions with two of the women who filed lawsuits. In the footage, Watson admits he did not tell his previous team, the Houston Texans, about his massage appointments. Let it be noted that if a player wants a massage, feels like he needs massage therapy, do you realize that the Houston Texans or any other NFL team will fully set that up and send the player to the masseuse? That is an absolute thing. It's been going on for as long as I can remember in the NFL. He chose to hide this from the Houston Texans. I'd love to know why. The 26-year-old quarterback was asked why he drove 30 minutes to attend a massage session, why he brought his own towel with him, and if he sought out massages with particular women's women because they were attractive. Fox 8 reports 22 women were strangers that Watson met through social media because that's how everybody finds massages. And said in depositions, he reached out to them for massages, and then the bullshit answer of the fact that this guy can't actually give an answer because you got a girlfriend. Okay, let's do this. This video's went viral now. doing that's no, pretty risky to go to some place you've never been before to have somebody you didn't really know you didn't know anything about their, their skill level to give you a massage so what I'm trying to figure So look that looks incredibly bad incredibly bad I mean he jumps out there to get massages he has no ideas, idea idea licensed trained schooled You're an NFL quarterback. You make millions of dollars. That wasn't part of the priority for you to get a massage. That in itself looks incredibly shady and incriminating, in my opinion. And you don't tell your team that you're doing it. Again, they would provide all this for you. Okay? They would set it up. And and on top of that, look... Massage therapists that are involved with working with NFL players, they are trained to specifically work on areas that NFL players have issues with, okay? The hamstrings, the quads, the ass, all of that is a thing in the NFL, okay? These, these people are trained specifically. They know what gives NFL players problems and how to address them, Okay? I know that for an absolute positive fact. I've been told that by former NFL players. Okay, so, well, I mean, what's the deal here, Deshaun Watson? This looks terrible. It looks terrible. Again, we're talking franchise quarterback. We're not talking. Uh, we're not talking your your third safety on the roster. Okay, all right. We're talking about a guy. That the Browns just gave $230 million large to. Fully, fully guaranteed with insulation so he doesn't lose money if he gets suspended. I mean, this looks terrible. Absolutely terrible. And then you use the excuse, I can't answer because I got a girlfriend. And who the hell goes finding massages on social media? That's a thing? I mean, you literally don't look up actual massage places. Probably something that's involving um, a full therapy and, and all that sort of thing. There are a- actual, like, we have a place here in town. You can go get massages that put emphasis on athletics. You see what I'm saying here? I mean, look, I'm sorry, but for, for me, if I want a franchise quarterback... I want a guy that's got good judgment on and off the field. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, right? Uh, Tom Brady. I mean, these guys that's got really good judgment on and off the field. Aaron Rodgers. For all the crap that everybody hates about Aaron Rodgers, never had anything like this off the field. Plain and simple. Hadn't been a thing. Not happening. Okay? Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Man, this this video's incriminating, in my opinion. Who knows what will happen to it? Because at this point, there are so many political affiliations that have now come in to court judgments, which they never should. Okay, what we're seeing right now. Okay, Supreme Court nominee... But there's so much of that now, who knows if justice will be served here at all. Right. Peace. I'm out. Till next time.
1: Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports.
2: The main event starts now. I'm back, Roadrance for our Black and White Sports. If you are new to the channel, make sure you smack that subscribe button and the like button for this video. And we're going to talk about the Lakers epic meltdown because that's what's going on right now. The Lakers are plummeting. And in this case, they have literally plummeted out of the play-in position for the playoffs. They have that play-in tournament. They've held that last place in that play-in tournament for a while now. And they stumbled, they lost, and boom, they're out. Um, Now, of course, they could win a game, get back in, sure. But the fact is, LeBron is right now, he's riding the pine. He's hurt. And the Lakers' social media account has done something very interesting. It seems that when the Lakers lose... Hmm. They never place blame on any of their stars. Very interesting. Uh, Saw this this morning. Let's get to the Lakers crashing and burning because that's what they're doing in this uh, epic downward spiral. L.A. Lakers stumble out of the play-in position now in 11th in the Western Conference for the first time since the first week of the regular season. The Lakers find themselves on the outside of the play-in tournament looking in after Tuesday's loss, 128-110, to the Dallas Mavericks. Playing without LeBron James, left ankle, Anthony Davis, old street clothes, the Lakers trail by as many as 37 points as Luka Donich recorded a 30-point triple-double through the first Three quarters of the game. Good God. 34-12-12. Quote, we just didn't execute well enough and play with enough toughness. IQ, intelligence, focus, and fight. He says IQ. Wow. I guess he's calling his players idiots. Lakers coach Frank Vogel said, so not acceptable. Just a poor performance across the board. Coaches, players, everybody. LA is currently number 11 in the Western Conference with 7 games remaining. The Lakers are 31 and 44 and have the same record as the number 10 Spurs, but the Spurs own that tiebreaker. Wow. Looking ahead, the final stretch, the Lakers have gone 4 and 10 against their 6 remaining opponents. Now let's look at this because this is very interesting. This is from Larry Brown Sports. Lakers social media team has turned surprising player into a scapegoat. And that's not that's not him. LeBron James, he should, of course, be the player getting all the attention. He acts as the general manager. He wanted this team put together. He wanted to push guys like Kyle Kuzma and Brandon Ingram out the door in order to get Anthony Davis and, of course, the historically piss-poor acquisition of Russell Westbrick. The finger-pointing for the Lakers' dismal season continues and it appears to be making a scapegoat of an unlikely player on the roster. Content creator Kenny Beecham shared some research this week about the final score graphics that have been posted by Lakers' social media team this year. Beecham found that LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook have zero total appearances on graphics following losses. Instead, Malik Monk has been featured the most times on post-loss graphics with 10 total appearances out of 43 losses. Meanwhile, the James Davis-Westbrook trio has been featured a total of 19 times When it comes to post-win graphics, the Lakers have 31 wins. And here are the examples that featured Monk. There he is right there. That's a loss. There he is right there. That's a loss. There he is right there. That's a loss. And then when you get a win, then they put LaChina James on there. There he is. There's street clothes, Anthony Davis after a win. There he is. Even though Carmelo Anthony scored 28 in that game. And there's Russell Westbrick right there. Scapegoating Monk for the team's losses is pretty misguided. Monk is by no means a perfect player. He struggles on defense consistency and creating for others. But he is on a minimum deal as one of their best shooters and scorers is the one offseason signing that actually worked out for the Lakers. They completely whiffed on several others, like Kendrick Nunn, Kent Bazemore, Trevor Ariza, and DeAndre Jordan, to name a few. At the same time, players who are making much more money have been way bigger problems for Westbrook. He is making, this is ridiculous, $44.2 million this season, and his struggles have been well-documented. Davis is making 35.4. He's missed over half the season. Even James, making 41.2, has become a glorified stat patter this season. Yeah, yeah, so he's out there padding his stats right now while the Lakers are crashing and burning. So, the Lakers are currently out of the play-in tournament, and when they do lose... They never blame the three guys that are most responsible, most notably, and I'm going to continue to say it, LeBron James. It's LeBron James. It's your team. You put it together. You go to these teams like you did with the Lakers. You become the pseudo general manager. Everybody knows you're the ones going out there behind the scenes, talking to players. Start. You start plotting guys getting out the door. You start plotting against the coaches, get them out the door. It's his decision, his team, and he can take the blame for, most notably, bringing in Russell Westbrook. I mean, I said, this is a god-awful acquisition. I mean, my God, there's a reason why Kevin Durant said, nah, I'm out. He wanted to get away from this guy. There's a reason. The Lakers are spinning down the toilet as we speak. We are here for it. We are here to chronicle it. And it is awesome. Way to go with China. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks
1: for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
0: Black and White Sports fans, we have some breaking news from the NFL. Bruce Arians, head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, has now retired from coaching, not necessarily from the NFL, but from coaching. As you guys can see here, Todd Bowles to take over as head coach of Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Bruce Arians stepping into front office role. Now, Bruce Arians has been a head coach for 3 seasons. Uh, of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's won a Super Bowl with uh, with uh, Tom Brady. And I find the timing of this uh, very interesting right now, considering that uh, Tom Brady just came back out of retirement, which if you even want to call it retirement, I don't really even consider it a retirement. But the draft is coming up too, so I guess he made the move now rather than actually making it later. It says here Bruce Aarons is stepping down after three seasons as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach and will take on a new role in the team's front office. It was announced Wednesday night. The Buccaneers are promoting defensive coordinator Todd Bowles to head coach. Quote, I appreciate, I am appreciative of the family and Jason Light for having faith in me to take on this role and to coach Arians for his support and guidance over the past four decades, Bowles said in a statement. Tampa has become home for my family, and we are excited to remain part of this community for years to come. As an organization, we have all the pieces in place to continue the winning standard that has been established here in recent years. I'm eager to get started on started with our players, coaching staff and front of office in pre- preparation for the 2022 season. According to the team's release, Arians informed his coaching staff and players of the change on Wednesday. He will assume the role of senior football consultant and said in a text to ESPN's uh, Jenna Lane, that he doesn't see this as a retirement quote. No moving to the front office. He said in a text message, I'm still working. So he's a senior football consultant. That's not really, I would say an everyday job. I could be wrong, but what those consultant positions, you know, they're not really into the day-to-day operations of the, of the team. So essentially I guess he's kind of retired, but not really. In a statement, Aaron said, quote, I've accomplished more than I ever dreamed I could um, I could doing this um, incredible coaching journey. Winning Super Bowl 55 at our home stadium with my mom and family in attendance was really the last item I wanted to check off my career bucket list. For me, this is about more than just uh, trying to add more wins to my coaching record. This team is in a much better place than it was three years ago due, due to Jason's uh, great work and the Glazier family's commitment to winning. Before you start thinking about uh, this is a hit my health, don't. This is the best I've felt in year many years, and look forward to helping his team continue winning through my new role. Yeah, uh, Bruce Arians, I believe he had a cancer a few years back, if I'm not mistaken. So there you have it, guys. Uh, Bruce Arians, out of the blue, is now retiring and going to be a consultant. Now I must ask this question here, though: Did Tom Brady really have anything to do with this? Because we've been hearing a lot of stuff, you know, that uh, Tom Brady really didn't want to play for Bruce Arians anymore. And that the working relationship with, uh, with uh, Bruce Arians wasn't the best like uh, him and uh, Brian Leffert should actually work on the game plan. And then Bruce Arians would come in and tear it all up. That's a rumor. I don't know, but Todd Bowles is new head coach. That's who uh, Tom Brady is going to be working with. Uh, he's definitely going to be distanced now from um, Bruce Arians now, but
1: Black and white sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black
0: and white sports fans, we have been very clear on this channel that Leah Thomas was just the tip of the iceberg. Women's sports has been under attack. It is. Biological men are competing in women's sports and it's growing. Leah Thomas was the tip of the iceberg. And we have said before, if women do not speak up on this, this will destroy their sports. Why should we actually care more about women's sports than the athletes that actually compete? And for the most part, not a lot of women were actually speaking up, speaking out, I should say, against Leah Thomas until it was too late. When Leah Thomas actually won a NCAA championship in swimming and then women started complaining. Well, now, guys, we have another Leah Thomas here. And this is in a uh, cycling here in Great Britain. Transgender cyclist Emily Bridges to compete in first women's race against gold medalist Lori Laura uh, Kenny. Now, I start to um, actually shoot the video on this. And then I did a little bit more research, folks. And guess what? Check this out. Trans cyclist Emily Bridges banned from racing at British meeting after. UCI ruling. UCI is the governing body. Why you may ask? Well, that is a good question here. I believe really that it was because there was a lot of backlash with um Emily Bridges competing against women. Want to know why folks? Emily Bridges transitioned a year ago. And just a few weeks ago, folks, chat this out. It even says it here. A few weeks ago, Bridges actually defeated men. And won a gold at the men's point race at the British University's championships. Weeks ago, defeated biological men while on testosterone suppression. Think about that, guys. And this person still beat the men. And the women were not happy whatsoever. The women were pretty vocal about this. Check this out. Debbie Hayton. Emily Bridges, it sucks racing as a man when you're not one. It must um, it must uh, suck a lot more to have to race against a man when you're not one. Good point right there. Another person here, um, Sophia Kokoran, trans cyclist Emily Bridges will now take part in the female events despite being uh, born a male before coming out as a as a trans Miss Bridges set the Junior men's national record for 25 miles in 2018, two minutes faster than a current national record for women. Think about that. Two minutes faster. That is a lot. But folks, since um, women have now spoken up, Emily Bridges is now banned from competing in that race. The first race against biological females. You see, this is the way to get it done here. You must be vocal about this. Women must speak up on this. And if uh, women remain silent. Hey, you're going to get destroyed. What else can I say? Now, however, though. The actual ruling is a bit different here, and we're going to read that now. The trans woman cyclist Emily Bridges has been blocked from participating in the British National Omnium Championship on Saturday. After cycling's governing body, the UCI ruled she was ineligible. Bridges, who set a national junior men's record over 25 miles in 2018, had been due to compete against several British Olympians, including Dame Laura Kenny in her first race in the women's category. However, the UCI ruled the 21-year-old, so this person was a biological man for 20 years. Okay. Who began hormone ther- therapy last year to reduce her testosterone levels was currently not compliant with its regulations, as she is still registered as a male cyclist and therefore cannot compete as a woman until her male UCID UCI ID expires. The UCI's decision came amid a growing backlash from within the sport, with the guardian understanding that a number of female riders were talking about boycotting the event in Derby because they felt that Bridges, who was on the Great Britain Academy program as a male rider until being dropped in 2020, had an unfair advantage. You see, folks, the actual competitors were threatening to boycott. And guess what? The government body then steps in and says, oh, no, you cannot compete. More of this needs to happen, folks. More of this needs to happen. You already saw here, guys, that this person ended up having a record, a Nash Junior Men's National Record, two minutes faster than any woman, and then weeks before actually won, won a gold in a men's event while on testosterone depression. Think about that, guys. So these women. Hats off to them they stepped up to the plate and guess what the governing body listened to them more women are going to have to do this because women's sports is under attack. Hats off to these women and the governing body I believe folks if the government body didn't uh, stop this or if the women didn't speak out the government body wouldn't have did anything and these women would have got crushed by biological man. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, hats off to these women. You have to keep fighting because if you don't fight, you're going to go down in flames. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports and we'll catch you next time.
2: I'm back. Roderance for our black and white sports. If you're new to the channel, make sure you hit that subscribe button. We're going to unpeel some more layers in the Brian Flores saga because the Giants owner, John Mara has come out and made some comments and they are not settling with him. They are going to fight him tooth and nail on this. And uh, as we know, Brian Flores has a lawsuit against the NFL, the Giants, the Broncos, the Texans are now involved. Uh, he's dragging everybody. The Dolphins and, of course, the Steelers seem to have made a brave, stunning, and courageous hire in bringing him on as a defensive assistant. Let's get to this because John Mara of the Giants, you can tell, for lack of a better way of putting it, he is pissed, and I don't blame him. I don't blame him if these allegations are false, which I got to be honest with you, I feel like I feel like there's uh, I, I feel like my opinion is anyway that that the Giants, the league may end up winning this case. John Mara said he has no intention of ever settling the explosive lawsuit filed against the Giants Brian Flores, even if offered offered the opportunity to do so. quote "I'm not settling Mara, the Giants' co-owner said Sunday. From the NFL owners' meetings, quote because the allegations are false and we're very comfortable with our hiring process, it was a it was a fair process and we ended up making the decision made based on a lot of factors, none of which had anything to do with race. They just uh, hired a assistant general manager who is black, by the way. They grabbed him from the Eagles organization on February first. Brian Flores sued three. NFL teams alleging discrimination with his firing by the Dolphins and in the interview processes with the Giants and the Broncos. Flores was a candidate for the Giants head coach opening that went to Brian Dayball. Flores claimed his January 27th interview with the Giants was, quote, a sham because the Giants had predetermined before the interview process that Dayball was getting the job. Flores, in the suit, said he mistakenly received a text message from Patriots head coach Bill Belichick that was supposed to go to day ball with Belichick in the text saying he heard, quote, from Buffalo and the Giants that you are their guy. Mara has no idea where Belichick's information came from. Quote, I haven't spoken or communicated with Bill since the Patriots. We played the Patriots preseason last summer. And to my knowledge, nobody in the organization has communicated with him either, Morris said. Asked if he reached out to Belichick to learn the truth, Morris said he had not. Quote, why should I? He said, we made our hiring decision and we're happy with that decision. I think the truth will come out eventually. He didn't speak with anybody in the organization. The Giants could save $7.2 million precious and needed cap dollars. If they could find a trade trade destination for Saquon Barkley, and that's where we will uh, stop. He is not. He is not settling this lawsuit on behalf of the Giants. Even if given the opportunity, John Merritt is going to fight tooth and nail. Tiki Barber came out in massive defense, aggressive defense of the New York Giants organization. He said there's no way in hell the Giants organization is run by a uh, a bunch of racists, essentially, which is what Brian Flores has claimed, okay? He didn't get the job because of race, yada, yada, yada. Look, a lot of things post-firing came out about Flores, about the fact that he was not getting along with players. There were players down there that absolutely could not stand the guy. There were coaches. There was a revolving door of coaches why? Because evidently he was not being professional back and forth with his coaching staff. And these coaches said to hell with it. This, you know, I, I don't know who or what you think you're doing, but this is professional football. And uh, you address coaches with some form of dignity back and forth. Uh, they just didn't like, they said he was terrible with people. Absolutely terrible with people. And if you think that kind of thing doesn't get around in league circles, of course it does. It absolutely does, and uh, of course, Mike Tomlin. It looks like essentially gave uh, Brian Flores a job. I hate to say it because of his race. I mean, that's that's repugnant. And look, if I was a person of color, which I am not, but if I was, I wouldn't want a damn thing handed to me. I that would be insulting. I would be insulted by that. Furious. I want a job based on my credentials, my qualifications, and whether or not I am qualified and the best person for the job. No other reason. Period. Uh, so, tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. John Mara, he's always been known as an owner with very high character. This one's going to be tough for Brian Flores, Okay. Regardless of what the Broncos or the Texans or Dolphins end up doing, I do believe John Mayer will fight this to the bitter end. I truly believe that. He's got an excellent reputation as an owner, and he's old school. Good luck, Brian Flores. You're going to need it. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment,
1: and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. Tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube, the no
2: holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back, Rodrians, for our Black and White Sports. Well, we know Antonio Brown has sort of went off the rails. Of course, after storming off the field in a game against the Jets while playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Of course, he's no longer with the team. Uh, he got essentially cut for all intents and purposes, on the field by Bruce Arians. Well, of course, he's made the rounds to various locations. He's popped up on people's uh, Instagrams, models, where supposedly some uh, relations took place. I'm trying to clean this up for YouTube, but you know how it is. Uh, Anyway, so weirdly, of course, he's talking about the fact he'd like to play for other teams. He's talked about the Cowboys. Something surfaced the other day. Involving the Chicago Bears. And who knows if he will ever get another NFL gig. I'm the first to acknowledge the guy is an all-world talent on the field. On the field when he stays on the field. And his his head seems right. Uh, But his head's not right. Let's be real, okay? It's just not. And so, yesterday, he put something up. This seems... I gotta be honest with you. This seems really low to me. Uh, Having relations with a woman... And then exposing it online. It doesn't make any sense. I'm not sure why he's doing it. And on top of it, it seems he's asking for money here. And this involves another star wide receiver from the NFL. Antonio Brown posts a picture of himself in bed with Deshaun Jackson's ex-girlfriend. Sydney Christine threatens to expose her if she doesn't pay him $5,000. I mean... My first thought is, you need $5,000 from anybody? How much money have you made in the league? It's got to be a ton. Uh, I mean, whether you need the money or not, this is just tacky. Antonio Brown has some issues with Deshaun uh, Deshaun Jackson's ex-girlfriend, Sydney Christine, a.k.a. Little CeCe. On Sunday, Brown posted a picture of himself in bed with Christine, with the caption, "Quote: Stop playing with me." Right here, that's him. Right there, there she is. Got got the uh, the bottom of her face from her nose down is hidden, and he has dead cat on there. And then he goes on to say some other colorful expletives. Right there. Brown followed up by posting the DMs between the two. This is crazy. In which he threatened to expose her if she didn't pay him $5,000. And he's out here. He's talking about she's playing a victim. And she's actually really cordial. She's, please don't do that to me. I'm really sorry. I just didn't like the way you were talking to me. This isn't going to help anything. What can I do to fix it? He says, send me some money, B. 5000 or you will be exposed. And and she says, I will. What's your PayPal? Comes back and says, Ho, oh, you know, stop playing with me, B. I'm going to show you this time. Okay, I will try to send it back to you. It's unclear what B, the beef that Brown has with Christine... Christine had been previously linked to Deshaun Jackson and was last seen with him as recently as a few weeks ago. Wow. So, uh, now it says Deshaun Jackson's ex-girlfriend. Okay. Um, I don't know how far removed that is. And the question is, when was the picture taken Too. Okay. I mean, that's something that's sort of, I guess, up in the air as to what the actual dates were for the pictures. Who knows? But the point being, this is where Antonio Brown has has gotten to. I mean, from superstar wide receiver to seemingly trying to, for lack of a better way of putting it, it seems like he's quote unquote trying to extort money from somebody over some pictures saying he's going to expose. You have to wonder if there's video involving this situation that maybe he, he's threatening to uh, leak out. At At this point, we're just speculating, okay, on all of this. We don't know for sure. But he clearly asked her for money or, or she would be exposed. They would be exposed. Wow. For somebody that is theoretically looking to try to get back in the NFL and wants to go play with uh, the Ravens or the Cowboys or the Bears you know, he he has come out and said he'd like to play with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson said he'd like to play with him. I mean, again, nobody is taking anything away from the guy's talent. But look, off the field is a thing, you know, um character is a thing. And you gotta wonder. I mean, it's not like the situation with the Bucks happened and then he went into low profile mode. No, he just kinda he just kind of exploded. I think he's I think he's trying to um I think he's trying to be more of a social media star at this point uh than a football player. Strange behavior from Antonio Brown and asking a lady for money after y'all have had relations that's man can he does it get any tackier than that? That's pretty tacky. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. God. I mean, it seems like every other week There's a big Antonio Brown story. He's going to stay in the news, I have a feeling. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure
1: to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
2: I'm back. Rodrants for our Black and White Sports. Well, I would say that all of the long-term Black and White Sports fans, the subscribers that have been there since mm, July 2020, I believe a lot of these long-term subscribers would say color us not surprised in this. But the NBA most hated player list has arrived. And as you can imagine, LeBron DeJames, James, LaWoke James, China James, LeBron James is number one on the list, and he's number one by a pretty good margin. Now, we've been very vocally critical on this channel of LeBron James, and for a number of reasons, from idiotic political takes. Uh, To just putting the NBA in a position where it will be in much, much worse shape with him leaving than when he found it. Again, let's be real, Magic, Larry, and Michael revolutionized the league, and it was a much better place when it handed off to Kobe and Shaq and all of those guys. And LeBron essentially leaves the league having no ratings. Imagine the NBA Finals just five years ago, four years ago, 18, 19, 20 million viewers. (laughs) Can't, Can't hardly draw 5 million viewers in the finals now, or 6 million on a really good day. Let's get to this. These are the most hated NBA players of 2022, and the gap between number one and the rest is huge. Bro Bible. NBA players take a lot of heat on Twitter, arguably more than any other sport, because many players are so accessible Using available Twitter data, assessing negative tweets, a recent study showed the most hated NBA players. There are a lot of NBA haters out there. We know this because a recent study tracked down all of the haters by combing through negative tweets. The end goal was to discover who the most hated NBA players are, and what they found is there's one extremely hated NBA player and a handful of players who get hated on, and then the rest of the field is way behind. I shared this data below with my bro Bible colleagues, and everyone was quick to respond with what they thought the list should look like. Someone was surprised Kyrie Irving wasn't higher on the list of the most hated NBA players. I'm actually surprised. Uh... I'm surprised by that take, frankly. I thought I would think he would be further lower down on the list. Another thought, although we are talking about Twitter, Chris Paul should be higher on the list. Really? One of the best guys ever in the league? One of the most high character guys ever? One guy was confused that John Morant and Zach Levine were on the list at all. <laughs> I can understand that. Coming in at number one on the list... Of the most hated NBA players is LeBron James. This should not come as a huge shock. LeBron James is one of the most successful and famous athletes on the planet. He's got haters everywhere he goes, and as well he should. For comparison's sake, there were 108,036 negative tweets about LeBron James. Number one. And 11,749 negative tweets about Rudy Gobert, who is the 10th most hated player. Wow. Roughly 10 times the amount of negative tweets. Look at this chart. It's absolutely... Oh, if this doesn't tell you everything you need to know. I mean, let's look at Kyrie. I mean, essentially, he's got a third less negative tweets... And we're talking about a player that did not get vaccinated. And we're talking about Twitter. Wow. That is absolutely crazy. Here's how the list looks. If that image is too small, LeBron 1, KD 2, James Harden 3. You know, I probably would have Harden as 2. Kyrie Irving 4, Russell. Oh, I take that back. Russell Westbrook would be number 2. Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. And the list goes on and on from there. Who the hell hates Giannis? Who the hell hates Steph Curry? If I was still watching the National Basketball Association or the NBA, the Marxist Basketball Association, Steph Curry and and Giannis would be the only two players I would care to watch. Again, it's not shocking LeBron James would be the most hated NBA player in the league. He's been the most dominant player in the NBA for decades and has made a lot of enemies so there it is. I don't think there, I don't feel like this is a massive surprise, at least to the ones of us that are paying attention. LeBron James, and I'm just going to keep it real here LeBron James is the most hated athlete in the world. Number two, I think, would be Megan Rapino. And I think number three, I think a lot of people would jump out there and be like, number three's got to be Colin Kaepernick. God dang, he's just so damn irrelevant far as I'm concerned. I mean, I know he goes out there and he prances around and tries to throw a football like he's ever going to do anything again, but he hadn't played in four freaking years, right? Uh, so I just think he's irrelevant. I think it's LeBron James and Megan Rapinoe. I think, that's, I think that is the first two on the list, and I'm sure, you know what, we need to put that list together for this channel, let you guys vote on it.
1: All right, black and white sports fans.
0: We're going to be talking about the Los Angeles Lakers here in this video. As you guys know, the Lakers are struggling minorly. They have not won back-to-back games in almost two months. Yes, a team led by LeBron James cannot win two games in a row. They are in a world of trouble, folks. And we're actually going to be talking about standards here in just a uh, second here. But however, guys, we know that Lakers head coach Frank Vogel has been very, very vocal that LeBron James should be considered for the NBA MVP. Despite the the record of the Lakers, they're now 12 games under 500. As you guys know, they blew a 23 point lead with LeBron James, by the way, to the Pelicans, the team that they needed to beat. They now sit at the 10 spot in the Western Conference and folks, they very well may actually miss the playoffs completely. But Frank Vogel, any talk of LeBron James being MVP, it's ridiculous. We have been very, very clear on that. This man is not a candidate. However, guys. ESPN conducted a poll to kind of gauge where the MVP race is going, and they made it very, very clear where LaChana James ranks. And guys, Frank Vogel is not going to be too happy with that. But first, guys, check this out. This is the standings now in the Western Conference. The Lakers, 31-43 and on the season since they actually lost to the Pelicans. But however, the San Antonio Spurs, folks, on a four-game winning streak, only sit a half-game back of the Lakers. And they have an easier schedule. They won four in a row. The Lakers, last time they actually went back to back, it was actually a four game winning streak all the way back on. January 7th, so it's been almost three months. I made a mistake. So it's like two and a half, almost three months since the Lakers won that many games in a row. Yes, with LeBron James, guys, but check this out. ESPN has spoken. They have determined where LeBron James is in this race. And I don't even know why Frank Vogel even brought this up. He probably should be more concerned about actually keeping his job because chances are guys, this man may end up losing his job. He may be the scapegoat for LeBron James for this horrific season where there's been so many injuries. Anthony Davis still not playing by the way. He's street clothes. Russell Westbrook. That experiment has been a disaster. LeBron James has missed, um, what 19 games and he's probably going to be out Um, the next game as well. They play tonight and he's questionable because um, of that ankle injury. You see, as you get older, you get more fragile, even though LeBron James's numbers look good leading the league in scoring. But that's just empty calories. His impact on the game is not the same anymore. Even with LeBron James on the floor this year. The Lakers have a losing record. And that's going to play a bit factor. As to why LeBron James is not even in the conversation of MVP. Now, when was the last time he won MVP? You probably got to go all the way back to what, 2012 or something like that. He's won 40s. But back in those days, he was actually winning games. He's not winning now. So check this out, guys. It says here, ESPN recently conducted a poll that asked 100 media members to reveal their MVP rankings. James finished 11th on the list with a total of 5 points. He received one vote for 4th place, two votes for 5th. Denver Nuggets big man Nikola Jokic edged out uh six-star Joel Embiid for the top spot on the list. Now, this is the list right here, guys. And honestly, it's probably a two-man race at this point between uh Jokic and Embiid. Of course, Giannis is going to be there too, but everybody else is pretty much out of the the conversation. LeBron James and Frank Vogel said he should get MVP consideration. No, he shouldn't. Zero first place votes, zero second place votes, zero third place votes and zero fourth place votes. He got uh, no, I'm sorry. One fourth place vote. Two fifth place votes. And that's pretty much it. And I don't even know who would even vote this man fourth. He's missed too many games in the Lakers. Look at look at where they are, man. Tenth in the West. And probably will end up being finishing 11th in the West. I truly believe they're not going to make the playoffs. So LeBron James, even being in the 11th spot, sounds a bit too high for me. But um, hey, what do I know? What do I know? Frank Vogel, man. I think he's going to get fired. And he's probably trying to save face because maybe LeBron James has a little bit of influence on the Lakers front office. He's in trouble, guys. He is absolutely in trouble uh, with his job this uh, off season. There's going to be a lot of changes, I believe, with the Lakers. But however, since LeBron was actually able to engineer this disaster, maybe Genie Buss is going to say, oh no. Oh no. No more LeBron guys on his team. He will not have any influence on the team. I mean, even the great Michael Jordan didn't have this much influence on the team. Remember Jordan wanted some other guys and the bulls front office said no. And they were probably right because guess what? Michael Jordan is not a very good general manager. He's not a good uh, league executive. He's the greatest basketball player of all time. That's not even close, but when it comes to constructing teams, um, probably a good, good reason why the bulls did not listen to Michael Jordan, just like the Lakers. They shouldn't listen to LeBron James. The Lakers have put themselves in a mess. And Frank Vogel, man, you're probably going to be the scapegoat. And I'm not even really blaming you for this season. It should be mostly with LeBron James. But you're trying to save your job? You're saying this man should get MVP consideration? No, he shouldn't. And you know that. LeBron even has to know that he shouldn't get any MVP consideration. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about it this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time.
1: Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The No Holds Barred Truth on Sports. The main event starts now.
2: I'm back, Rodrants for our Black and White Sports. Well, my god, the Lakers meltdown continues. 31 and 43 currently is the record. They are in the 10th spot, the last play-in spot in the NBA. Now, a lot of LeBron James's player acquisitions and I'm blaming him, okay? He gets on these teams He plays the role of general manager. That's what he does. okay. And he wanted Russell Westbrook on this team. I said it was the worst acquisition. It was the worst fit in the history of the NBA when this guy, there's only one ball. There's only one ball to go around. And we know Russ can't shoot. He can't shoot. LeBron would have been better off going out there and bringing in a couple of mid-level three-point sharpshooters And uh, at least put something around him, even akin to the Cavs. Remember the Cavs team that overachieved? I mean, this team has more superstars not nearly all around as good as that Cleveland Cavaliers team that, that got destroyed by the Spurs in the finals. But the point is, this team is not making any finals. Well... Word has it LeBron would like to trade out Russell Westbrook and then this summer the Lakers would like to get out of him. Well, they went to the Knicks about Russell Westbrook and it's a disaster. I mean, they were like, not no, but hell no, basically. And I think it's because, uh, look, NBA teams have just figured out Russell Westbrook is not the player that I believe the media hyped him up to be, especially during that that triple-double season that he had. Um, he's one of the most inefficient players ever. Knicks have, quote, no interest in a potential Russell Westbrook trade this summer. This It's a disaster for the Lakers. A new new report indicates that the New York Knicks are not interested in the idea of adding L.A. Lakers guard Russell Westbrook Jake Fisher of Bleacher Report spoke with Mark Stein, he's one of the best in the business, and indicated that the Knicks' lack of interest has been evident for a while. Quote, I pitched the idea to Knicks people. and time and again, going back to the deadline, they have no interest, Fisher said. Everything I've heard is that New York is trying to grow this group as it is and mix and match a few parts and move forward. Westbrook was acquired by the Lakers before the 2021-22 season. He was seen by many as an important part of the team's formula to win another NBA title. I mean, look, whoever thought that is clearly not paying attention to Russell Westbrook's career. That vision has since fallen apart due to chemistry issues, there you go, involving Westbrook and key injuries for the Lakers. The Lakers now simply trying to reach the postseason and may not last long even if they are successful in their efforts. Westbrook's struggles this season will continue to cause the Lakers to make a major effort to trade him after the season ends. Part of the difficulty in making a trade is related to his salary. Barring a massive collapse by teams ahead, the Knicks won't be making the playoffs this year. Their record is 32-42. and 42. Boy, they've greatly underachieved. Still, they clearly feel that adding Westbrook this offseason wouldn't improve their situation. No, I mean, Westbrook is now a Sacramento Kings kind of guy. Okay, let's go get him, superstar. Maybe some people will show up to watch Westbrook play, but he's not going to be a key piece. He's not going to be a key piece on an NBA title team. It's not happening. The Lakers currently have a 31 and 42 record with 9 games left in the regular season. Next up is Sunday contest against the New Orleans uh Pelicans. And by the way, okay, the Lakers are in the ninth spot, the Pelicans are in the 10th spot. So that's that's a big game right there. That is that is a big game. Now, of course, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> You know, I'm not watching the NBA. We're, we just don't watch it on this channel because of everything they did. But, yes, we're going to call out the Lakers uh, for their their woes. We're here to celebrate the destruction of this team. Plain and simple, they put this team together. LeBron James, in all of his infinite wisdom, thought putting this team together would be competitive and go out there and contend for a title I still I still will always say I would have rather had LeBron, Brandon Ingram, and Kyle Kuzma on this team together. Okay, a couple of youthful pieces along with him as a player, and then there you go. See what you can do. But they went out, got Anthony Davis. Well, he's, he's Mr. Glass, for crying out loud. He can't stay on the court. And then you go get this ball hog in Westbrook. It was a disaster waiting to happen. Um, Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Man, the Lakers are trash. Peace. I'm out. Till next time.
1: Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
0: Black and white sports fans, we're going to be talking about two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Tom Brady, who I think is a GOAT, and Peyton Manning, number five on my list. They had the greatest quarterback rivalry of all time. And I think it's safe to say that we will probably never, ever see that robbery again. But however, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning are actually pretty good friends. They are. Now, Tom Brady announced his retirement a week after he lost to the Rams in the NFC Divisional round. Caught a lot of people by surprise. I didn't think that Tom Brady wanted to retire. And, of course, I was right about that. But he retired without actually saying he was retiring. And, folks, when players retire, they usually get gifts from other players, the league or whatever. Uh, Some players have a long farewell tour. Announced before the season that, um, hey, this is my last season, you know, like Coach K, right now, and they usually get a lot of gifts. Tom Brady did not do that, and I do recommend to Tom Brady since he has now come back, don't do that because I'm pretty sure that Tom Brady probably doesn't even know when the end will actually happen. Now, I said before, I believe this will be his last season in the NFL, he's going to turn 45. In uh, August, like a week after I turned 45, and I believe he will call it a career. But now it would not surprise me if he actually came back and played another season, especially if he plays extremely well. Now, if he goes out like a Peyton Manning, uh, throwing nine touchdowns and 17 interceptions, I would say, yeah, if Tom Brady walks away, it's probably a wrap. I don't anticipate that happening with Tom Brady. But however, he announced his retirement. And then he came back 40 days later and he got some gifts. And Peyton Manning doesn't seem to be too happy about giving Tom Brady some gifts because now, guys, Peyton Manning gave Tom Brady gifts and now he wants them back. Now, he's making a joke of this, of course. He gave Tom Brady some stuff. They're pretty good friends. But uh, Peyton Manning, if you know if you knew Tom Brady the way you the way I think you actually do. You wouldn't have given him anything because I don't think anybody really, really believe that he he was actually retiring. I'm pretty sure that you and Tom Brady probably had a conversation about this. Now, me, myself, I have never talked to Tom Brady and even I knew that he was coming back. All you had to do was look at his quote unquote retirement tweets. He never mentioned the word retirement. He never thanked the Patriots. It was more of a goodbye to the Bucks than anything, even though he's going back to the Bucks now. But uh, check this out. It says here on the, on the New York Post, what happens when you give a retirement gift to a person who decides to unretire? That's what Peyton Manning wants to know. Manning decided to send Tom Brady a bottle of wine with a two page letter to congratulate him on his legendary NFL career. That, however, was before Brady unretired fairly quickly in mid-March and announced that he was returning to the Buccaneers. Now, I'm pretty sure, guys, that uh, Peyton man, is pretty rich. He probably gave him like a Dom Perignon or something. It was probably not any cheap wine. Now, if he was actually anticipating, you know, that uh, that Tom Brady was going to unretire, just send him send him send him a, um, a cheap wine cooler or something like that, you know. But a two page letter, he probably gave a little bit of thought into that to his main rival. But he wants it back now. (laughs) Manning, who told the story at an event hosted by the Mint Collective on Saturday, said he wants the 44 year old Brady to give him back the gifts. Quote, I want the letter back, Manning said. You got to read all these nice things. I want it back. I want the bottle of wine back, too. Now, it was a complete joke. Uh, Peyton Manning is a funny guy. Him and Tom Brady are pretty good friends, but I did find it very interesting that um, he said he wanted it back. Maybe he's not joking, but more than likely he is joking because Peyton Manning may actually want it back because he can actually save that stuff for when Tom Brady actually does retire. And the way Tom Brady is, man, it actually I could even be wrong about next season being his last He could actually he may actually really be thinking about playing a 50, which would be a stretch right there. Really, really would. I mean, by the time Tom Brady actually retires, Peyton Manning may be in a wheelchair or something like that. I don't know. But uh, I thought this was kind of funny, guys, that uh, Peyton Manning joked around. He actually went out and bought wine for Tom Brady for his retirement and wrote a letter. And I'm pretty sure he actually cares more about the letter because that that actually puts more thought into something. You know, a 22 year NFL career, that's a long time. You got to summarize all that up in um, a two page letter. He gave thought to that. The wine, probably not so much, even though the wine definitely probably costs more than um, some paper. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this black and white sports fans? Peyton Manning. I wouldn't hold my breath on actually getting that wine back. Now, Tom Brady, I don't even think he drinks, but. Hey, maybe he's a wine collector. I highly doubt that you will get that uh, letter back. Highly doubt that you will get the wine back. Um, Maybe he'll let you borrow one of his uh, Super Bowl rings or something. He has so many of them, you know. So anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports.
1: And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
0: All right, Black and White Sports fans. We need to talk about the Lakers because... I put up a video last night how they actually blew a 23 point lead to the Pelicans and lost that game. Guys, they actually sit now in the 10th spot in the Western Conference, and they're only one game away from actually um, being completely out of even the play in tournament. Now, one thing I didn't talk about in my last video is we knew going into the game that LeBron James already had an ankle injury. And he had actually set out a previous game, but he came back for the Pelicans game because that really was a must win game for them. And they blew it. So now, guys, LeBron James last night in the second quarter, he re injured that ankle. And guys, the Lakers are in serious trouble. I'm, I'm calling it now. They will not even make the play in tournament. I'm dead serious. They will not make the play in tournament. And we're going to go over their schedule. And also the um, the San Antonio Spurs, who who've actually won uh, three games in a row. I believe that the Spurs will overtake them. Check this out. LeBron James expresses concern about ankle injury after the latest loss. Now, I want to show you guys the clip here of uh, LeBron James going down uh, with with another injury. But of course, he finished the game. Check this out, guys. You can see here going up for the rebound. He comes down right there. He falls down, holding the ankle right there. And you can see him on the sideline right there. Looks like he's kind of limping back in. But there is another clip here as well. Actually, another picture here. You can actually see a whole lot better where he actually injured that ankle. Look right here. Look at that left ankle. Look how he came down. He had to be in some serious pain here, guys. Now, LeBron James said this. He said, quote, I have no idea how I finished the game. LeBron James says, caused the pain horrible. And folks, when you start having all these ankle injuries, especially at his age, that's not going to be good. He, he most likely will not be the same the rest of the season. Now, will he still pull up, put up numbers? Yeah, he'll put up some numbers, but Guys, the schedule for the Lakers shows you how much trouble they are in. Look at this uh, schedule right here, folks. They have Dallas Nets. They're at Dallas, at Utah. I can guarantee you guys, that's going to be losses most likely. Then they have to play the Pelicans again. Now, this time at home. But we just saw how they blew a lead to the Pelicans and lost. They have Denver, Phoenix, Golden State. The only winnable game left on their schedule, folks, is the Oklahoma City Thunder. And even if they win a game, I highly doubt that they're actually going to win two games in a row. Because check this out the last time the Lakers actually won two games in a row, and there's a lot of losses here, folks. The last time the Lakers actually won two games in a row, you have to go back to January 2nd. And actually, if you want to be technical, January 7th, they actually won four games in a row. Ever since then, starting on January 9th, they have not won a single game in a row and they are in trouble. Now, the Spurs on their heels here. The Spurs are only one game out. But look who the Spurs have nets. They have the Houston Rockets who are in dead last place. Now, of course, they have a Memphis Nets who is a good team, but then they get Portland twice who is not a good team at all. They have Denver, Minnesota, Golden State, Dallas. So they can actually lose some of these games now. But based on this schedule here, in all likelihood, folks, especially with the injury to LeBron James, they will overtake the Lakers. Because this is the current standing right now. Lakers, 12 games under 500. 31 and 43 on the season. The Spurs, 30 and 44 on the season. They've won three games in a row. And they actually beat Golden State. They beat Portland. And they beat New Orleans, who the Lakers just lost to. And the Spurs, they're coming. They're coming. They beat Utah on March 11th. So they've actually beat some good teams here. This is not good for the Lakers, man. This will be an embarrassment. And honestly, to tell you the truth, I know that uh, LeBron James is not going to uh, probably sit out any more games. He knows that his team needs him. But even when LeBron plays, they still lose. They have a losing record when LeBron James even plays. And we've seen how LeBron James has pretty much melded in at times where he doesn't uh, hustle to get rebounds, doesn't get back on defense sometimes. It's pretty pathetic here, man. His team needs him. He knows that. But guys, I don't think that the Lakers are going to make the playoffs. Do you actually got do you guys actually think that the Lakers will make the playoffs based on their remaining schedule and how horrible they have been? It's been almost two months since they won two games in a row. This is pretty pathetic, guys, but that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this?
1: Black and white sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
0: All right, black and white sports fans. We're going to be talking about Steelers head coach, Mike Tomlin in this video. As you guys know, Mike Tomlin hired the fire Brian Flores to be the senior defensive assistant on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, when Brian Flores was hired, I think a lot of people are wondering, like, wait a minute, what? He's getting this job right here. Now, we know that um, Brian Flores was in the running for the Houston Texans head coaching position, and they actually hired Lovey Smith, who is a black man, and the Miami Dolphins, who let go of Brian Flores. They hired a biracial Mike McDaniel. But. Brian Flores is still out there screaming racism is the reason why he didn't get the Houston Texans head coaching job. Now, Brian Flores is a complete moron to me. He really has no standing as to why he is suing the NFL. I mean, these minority hires have just proven that Brian Flores is not very credible. He is the new Colin Kaepernick now of coaching and Mike Tomlin has come out and admitted the real reason why he hired Brian Flores. This was not a football decision whatsoever as to why Mike Tomlin hired Brian Flores. And Mike Tomlin has pretty much come out and admitted that. Check this out, guys. Over here on Pro Football Talk, Mike Tomlin hired Brian Flores, so he, quote, didn't feel like he was on an island, close quote. So this was not a football move. This was really a sympathy move, it seems to me. It says here, the moment Brian Flores filed his lawsuit against the NFL and three of his teams alleging discrimination in the hiring process, it appeared his coaching career was finished. Steelers coach Mike Tomlin threw Flores a lifeline though hiring Flores as an assistant coach. And this is the reason why he actually was hired here. Quote, I wanted to stay close to Brian when his legal issues started, Tomlin said Sunday, via Brooke Pryor of ESPN. I just didn't want him to feel like he was on an island. From a coaching fraternity standpoint, I owed him that. I was in a position To provide that. So a man. That is suing the league. Mike Tomlin hired him. Basically because. He could. Not that he needed him. Folks. Brian Flores man is. Really really despicable man. He really really is. This man just got a job. Just because Mike Tomlin. It seems like he just. I don't want to say he necessarily created a job. But he basically, I guess, created a job for him. That was it. He just didn't want Brian Flores to be out there on the sidelines. Now, Brian Flores is definitely going to cash in one way or the other. He may even get another head coaching opportunity. Maybe he will. But the way he the way he did the Houston Texans, saying that they didn't hire him because of um, him suing the league, without any evidence whatsoever, I believe, That's a disservice and uh, disrespectful to Lovey Smith, who has been a very good coach in the NFL for a long time. And he so happens to be black. But Mike Tomlin, you only hired him strictly because you felt bad for him. Really? That seems about about it right there. I mean, Mike Tomlin is one of the best head coaches in the NFL. And he has a very, very good reputation, so I guess. If Brian Flores was going to uh, get another, another opportunity, he could do it with the Steelers. But man, Mike Tomlin, he was, to me, he was better off not even coming out and saying this. Because we knew as soon as he hired Brian Flores that it really wasn't for football reasons. And Tomlin has come, come out and said that, guys, Th- this is interesting right here. This was a sympathy hire and nothing more. Will Brian Flores provide some benefit to the Steelers? Yeah, I guess so. But you got the job because Mike Tomlin felt sorry for you. That was pretty much it, man. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, Mike Tomlin, Pittsburgh Steelers head coach. Drops the truth about why Brian Flores got hired and it had nothing to do with with football nothing with X's and O's he just gave him a job basically so he can just stay in the league this is pretty pathetic for Brian Flores it really is anyway guys let us know what you think about all this in the comments make sure to subscribe to black and white sports and we'll catch you next time
1: Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White
0: Sports fans, we're going to be talking about Deshaun Watson here in this video. As you guys know, Deshaun Watson is no longer a Houston Tetson. He is a Cleveland Brown. The Browns traded for him and gave him a fully guaranteed deal. Actually, the biggest guaranteed money in NFL history. And they also helped him out to minimize the impact if and when a suspension will come to him. If the, if the NFL actually decides to suspend him, I believe that he will. But the impact is going to be pretty minor thanks to the Browns. Now, some people may be happy with the trade because he's an upgrade over uh, Baker Mayfield. Other people believe that the women were telling the truth and that Deshaun Watson is a guilty man, even though two grand juries have refused to indict him. Now, the Watson trade has had an impact on a Cleveland legend. And that legend is Jim Tomey, folks, because an announcement has been made from his wife. Check this out. Jim Tomey's wife. We're boycotting Browns over Watson trade. Castles season tickets. And she actually put it out there. I saw this uh, news the other day and now we're covering it here in this video, guys. It says here, Jim Tomey's wife says the couple is done with the Browns following the Deshaun Watson signing, explaining she's asked the franchise to cancel, cancel their season tickets. Andrea Tomei made the announcement on her Twitter page following Watson's introduction ceremony last week, saying the sexual misconduct allegations against the new Cleveland quarterback were too much for her and her former MLB star hubby to ignore. Quote, very sad. After 40 years as a fan, But this is my line in the sand. Andrea said, I believe women, especially when there are 22 of them. That press conference did nothing to change my mind. Andrea claims she wrote a letter to the Browns explaining her decision and asking for a refund as the couple had already paid for the tickets. She's probably not actually going to get it back. I'm not really sure. She added that if the organization doesn't pay them back, she will sell off the seats in 2022 for charity. Quote, I will auction off every single game and publicly donate every cent to different women's crisis charities in Northeast Ohio, raising awareness week by week during the season. Andrea later clarified that she never called Watson guilty, but said the volume of accusers are enough for me to make a decision that I have every right to make. Well, she does have every right to make the decision to actually sell the tickets. She wants to cancel her tickets. That is her business. But Watson, let's just just be real here. He wasn't indicted. Now, my personal belief is, is that Watson had agreements with these women. And that's probably why he wasn't indicted because maybe, just maybe, these women are, women are actually out for money. There wasn't enough evidence to actually even indict him on in, any criminal activity. And we know, man, this has been going on for a while, right here. This has been going on for a while, but they're taking a stand. She believes the women, but yet she is not calling guilty. But she believes the women, and if she believes the women then therefore she actually really does believe that uh, Deshaun Watson is guilty. Now I know that um, some people did not like that press conference over there that Deshaun Watson gave because they said he took no responsibility. But if you put yourself in his shoes and he believes he's an innocent man, what is he really going to be sorry for then? Think about that. But Deshaun Watson says that he's not guilty of anything. Now to me, He made some bad choices, and those choices are probably going to cost him uh, six, maybe eight games. Deshaun Watson is definitely going to have to mature. He's a very, very talented quarterback, but very similar to Roethlisberger when um, he was young. Also, you got to grow up, man. You got to grow up. You can't be going out there, you know. Being a professional athlete, being along with these women, getting, quote, unquote, massages. And not expect that it can actually come back to bite you in a court of law. It did, but he wasn't indicted on anything. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Andrea Tomei says her and her family, including Jim Tomei, are out. We don't want these season tickets. Cleveland, you give us a refund. We cannot support you anymore. Wow. Deshaun Watson is still a young uh, QB. He probably has, let's just say, for example, if he plays well, a good 10 years with the Browns. Man, it's going to be a long time before the Tomays come back. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time.
1: Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
0: All right, Black and White Sports fans, we're going to be talking about the NFL. Now, guys, the Rooney rule is in place in the NFL. But once Brian Flores decided to sue the NFL for racial discrimination in their hiring practices, I knew it would only be a matter of time before the NFL actually ended up ended up expanding the Rooney rule. And folks, that's exactly what they have done. They have expanded wokeness in hiring. I don't like this at all. I've been on the record that the Rooney rule should go away. I believe that the best candidate should be hired. But now, guys, the NFL has really, really taken the Rooney rule to a whole new level. Now, guys, check this out over here on ESPN. NFL says all teams must add minority offensive coach. It spans Rooney rule to include women. So, guys, now they're telling teams now that you will hire a offensive coach. That is a minority. No ifs, ifs, ands, or buts. And it's strictly because of skin color. That's all it is. However, guys, they are allowing women to actually take the place of a minority male, for example. This is ridiculous, folks. This will not work. I don't want a job because of my skin color, but the NFL has still not learned that. It says here, all 32 NFL teams will hire a minority offensive assistant coach for the 2022 season. Part of a series of policy enhancements announced Monday to address the league's ongoing diversity efforts. The coach can be a female or a member of an ethnic or racial minority, according to the policy adopted by NFL owners during their annual meeting and will be paid from a league wide fund. The coach must work closely with the head coach and the offensive staff with the goals of increasing minority participation in the pool of offensive coaches that eventually produces the most sought after candidates for head coaching positions. Quote, it's a recognition that at the moment when you look at stepping stones for head coach, they are the coordinator positions, said Steelers uh, owner Art Rooney II, the chairman of the NFL diversity Equity and Inclusion Committee. We clearly have a trend where coaches are coming from the offensive side of the ball in recent years, and we clearly do not have as many minorities in the offensive coordinator job. So that is the game plan there, folks. They're making all NFL teams now hire a minority for offensive coaching positions. Now, I don't like this. I don't like this. If I'm a black man, which I am a black man, and I interview for an offensive uh, coaching position. I want to get the job because I was the best candidate. But now you're pretty much going to have a white candidate that may be equally as qualified as me, maybe even more so. And that candidate is going to be out of the job. That's essentially what this is going to be, unless the team, you know, makes up some new position or something like that. The NFL still doesn't get it. They're facing a lot of backlash from the woke mob out there. This is why they are doing this. And I don't think it's going to work. The Rooney rule didn't work. When you have racially based hiring practices, it is doomed to fail. I don't believe in affirmative action or anything like that. I want the job because I was the best candidate. I don't want a job because, hey, we're going to hire you because you're black. I don't want that. I'm not down with that whatsoever. It goes on. It says some teams already have a coach or coaches in similar assistant roles, which will count towards the program. NFL chief administrative officer Dasha Smith said, but the requirement for all teams represents the first hiring mandate in the history of the Rooney rule named after Art Rooney's father and designed to elevate minority hiring at all levels of the league. There has been some progress in some areas, most notably with general managers and defensive coordinators, but there are only five minority head coaches in the league. Commissioner Roger Goodell said in February that the league fell short of its goals during the 2022 head coaching hiring cycle and pledged to redouble efforts this offseason. Not liking this, guys, why don't they actually have a quota to increase non black football players in the NFL? But they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. Why is the NFL roughly 65, 70 percent black? It's not because those players are black. It's just because they were the best athletes out there and they got drafted and signed to a contract. Why can't the same thing go for coaching general managers and things like that? Why not? This is doomed to fail. In addition to the offensive assistant coach mandate, the league also added women to the language of the Rooney Rule at all levels. It will now read that women and or people of color, I hate that word, can satisfy the requirement to interview two external minorities for top positions, including head coach. Women are not required to be interviewed, but they are now included in the fulfillment process. It is possible that a team could interview two white women for an open head coach position or to satisfy the Rooney rule and then make a hire without ever interviewing a person of color. But from a practical standpoint, Rooney said that is unlikely. Now, honestly, I don't know how many women are actually going to get hired because I don't know how many women are out there uh, in the workforce looking for these positions. Anyway, there'll be some I'm pretty sure there'll be some, but it won't be a whole lot um, if you ask me. But guys, what do you think of this? This is not good. This is not good. This is the Rooney rule now on steroids. Racial based hiring practices now and the NFL has now mandated that you will hire a minority. Every single NFL team, you will hire a minority. Now, one thing that I'm questioning now, they're talking about an ethnic minority. Now, what about uh, white Jewish men? I'm curious about that. What will the NFL say if a team hires a white Jewish man? Are are they considered an an ethnic minority? I'm very curious about that. So let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this black and white sports fans? Man, this is bad. And it's only going to get worse, guys. It's only going to get worse pretty soon. That's 32 NFL teams. And I foresee this probably in the next um five years, I would say, it's gonna get to the point, guys, where the NFL will probably end up mandating that half of the NFL head coaches are blacks or other minorities. I can guarantee you that, folks. It's coming. It's coming based on what they're doing with this. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports.